Good morning, and welcome to another mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Abby. Today, we're going to talk about the strange world of dark or serial killer memorabilia. So pour yourself a strong cup of joe and let's dive in. This is a strange one, and it's something I've always kind of come across and not really put a lot of time to look into it, but there is a lot of serial killer memorabilia, either stuff from cases or evidence or hair samples or even just like artwork and stuff that serial killers have made that people buy and pay a lot of money to buy. I think we even talked about, and John Wayne Gacy, he painted pictures and sold them as well. And it's such an interesting thing because it makes me want to ask people, why do they buy these things? What's the purpose? Is it just a collection? What do you think? I honestly have no idea why people buy things but for that belong to serial killers. In my head, it's very similar to the people who are like, writing letters to Ted Bundy when he was in prison and or like when people write letters to other serial killers and they kind of admire them. I think it's probably a mixture where some people do want to collect it. Maybe they have a museum or something and it's just for their own fascination. And then there's probably also some kind of possibly creepy people who are buying them for weird reasons that are out there like trying to honor the memory of the serial killers and stuff. It could also be family members that have other thoughts and like memories of that person and they want to keep it because it's a family member if any of you guys out there buy this stuff please let us know i'm very curious but what i'm gonna do today is just kind of i've pulled up a couple sites dedicated to this and we're just gonna talk about some of the items and how much they're selling for and how i mean i think strange is just the best word for it so i am on a website called Supernaut, True Crime Collectibles, and then also darkmemorabilia.com. Both of them are dedicated to the trade and selling, and I was seeing that you can donate to them to sell this stuff to, which is even more strange, stranger, I guess, because when you think about donating, it's donating something that people need, or maybe if you do have like a historical artifact for like a museum or something, but not this kind of stuff. Some of the more mellow, not as extreme things that get sold are just clothing that these serial killers wore when they were in prison. And Charles Manson's belt is on here and selling for, can you take a guess? I'm assuming it's really high because I know I've looked at some of these stuff before and I know that they are higher priced. So I'm thinking a minimum of $5,000 for this belt close it's 3,900 an insane amount um a lot of these items do have letters of authenticity I don't know exactly how that works either it's funny too because the sites a lot of them will categorize it by the serial killer and you can go look at all their stuff I have here one of a kind items and that's where the belt's at there's one item that is literally chopsticks that were used by a Japanese cannibal for $1,500. And I just, that's a rough one. I can 
personally say <laughs> that I would not spend my $1,500 on <laughs> those chopsticks. I agree with you there. I think that's a strange one. There's also things as random as like tax return checks that were signed, like 1040s by the person. Obviously, there's letters with their names and signatures of like on their photos, like they're actually a famous person, which I guess they're infamous. But there's also an old burrito from Charles Manson on here. And here's the thing with that. Someone, he did not finish his burrito and someone picked it up and kept it. Brain hurts. I've got nothing. Why? (laughs) I don't. That's a weird, like... The thought process of some of this stuff where they're like, I know this burrito will be worth something. And I mean, I guess maybe, but technically it is. (laughs) So if you guys have friends out there that you have some like they have some serial killer tendencies and you're like, "Eh, they might be a serial killer in the future. Start collecting their leftover burritos and you guys can make some bank off of this if they ever become infamous. Yeah, (laughs) start collecting Erica, do you want a burrito today? Just take a bite and I'll keep it. Wait a second. <laughs> I said friends that show serial killer tendencies. Uh-huh. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I also came across one of... It's two oil paintings by John Wayne Gacy. These two oil paintings are going for $99,000. Take that money and buy a house instead of an oil painting. He has another- By John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. There's another John Wayne Gacy template on here that he signed for 125000 What is happening? So I'm not... I'm going to be honest. I'm not one of those people who is an art connoisseur and like goes out and spend... Because some people do drop that kind of money on art. pictures. I mean, how much do you think the Mona Lisa is worth? I don't know. I can't even put a number on it. I think it's one of those, you know, like when you hear priceless. Yeah. And I feel like there are people out there spending $125,000 on specific pieces of artwork but that's not that's not something that i'm into so in my head this is outrageous but i i know that there are people out there that would spend that money on certain pieces of artwork and but to the fact that it came from somebody like john wayne gacy who had no respect for humans is just that's where it doesn't make sense in my head yeah i think it really goes to almost the psychology behind people who like collect stuff like this because you know that's truly one of a kind especially with artwork I think a lot goes into the psychology behind people who collect stuff because there's such a drive to obtain these items that nobody else can have and it makes your collection unique and I think that is a lot of it it's just weird how it's coming from serial killers like what a weird niche to be in yeah but I guess to each their own I don't know the best way to... You know, if you've got your money that you want to, you know, you want to spend it, it's a free country. You can do, you know, you can do what you want with it as long as it's legal, which this is. If you're in the United States and you're receiving those stimulus checks that they're talking about, then check out these websites if you want to buy something like that. Or instead, you could just donate to Erica and I. That is also an option. Another thing I saw on this dark memorabilia site is they have a mystery box where you pick how much you want to pay. They've got all these different levels of payment and they just send you something. That one would be more fun. Yeah, I think there's a little mystery to it. Yeah, but also no. (laughs) The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. 
owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. Another thing I've kind of discovered on here is crime scene photos, which I think has a different side to it where people are maybe, some people would buy those to try to, you know, cases that are like unsolved, you're trying to get answers. Because I've come across sites that have the court documents and things like that, where it's like informational, or even that crime magazine that we subscribe to, they have crime scene photos on there. Yeah, and they're crime scenes photos that you can't see unless you're paying to see them. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it's a smaller step towards this, I guess. I'm not sure. There's something I found that is possible that anybody could really have it and sell it. It's signed high school yearbooks by the serial killer. That one's an interesting one because that's more likely for you to keep and to have other than a burrito. Yeah, I mean, if you went to high school with a serial killer, maybe check and see if you have your yearbook if they signed it, which is a pretty good anecdote in its own. Like I went to school with John Wayne Gacy, you know, that's crazy. But it's interesting that you could come across this stuff just randomly and go to these sites and sell it through them. Yeah, and make bank almost. I mean, that's how much are the yearbooks going for? Uh, This Timothy McVeigh one is $12,500. Holy crap. Yeah. (laughs) I threw out my yearbook, but I still have mine, but I don't think I ever had anybody sign it. No, that was more like a... I did that in like middle school. If you guys know any personal stories with this kind of dark memorabilia, buying or selling or know someone who has, or come across something interesting like this, please let us know. I'm so curious, and we would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.